do 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 uh i have the joy 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 down in my heart where down in my heart dum 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 down in my heart i've got the love of jesus love of jesus down in my heart down in my heart to stay and i'm so happy so very happy i have the love of jesus in my heart down in my heart <laughs> okay, guys, it is uh, Friday, November 17th, 2023 AD, the year of our Lord, and I have a guest with me today. I will have Tom Foolery joining me just in a few minutes here. We're connecting right now. I believe we're connected. So uh, hopefully all goes smoothly with our, uh, you know, we've been having some technical issues, but it should be good. Um it's 9.01 a.m. here in Los Angeles. I'm going to talk with Tom Foolery. I've debated him before on The Crucible a year or two ago about systemic racism. Conservative guy, but he believes that the cons- systemic racism thing is real. At least he argued in favor of it being real. And we're going to talk about women in politics. So you guys can call in and talk with Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery Show on YouTube. Tom Foolery P on X, formerly known as Twitter. Tom Foolery PC on IG, Instagram. So you can call in 888-77-JESSE, because we are on Jesse Lee Peterson's network. 1-888-775-3773 to talk women in politics, maybe a little bit of Trump and race stuff, too. Um, and we should have a fun time, all right? So all that... And your calls if you'd like to call in. But anyway, guys... It's the A.J. Gallardo original theme song of the Hake Report for Fridays. Nice. Let's get on with the show. you're enjoying a smooth sailing on the Hake Report. Make sure you catch American Anchor Baby at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. It's Friday. The Fallen State at noon Pacific. Joel Friday TV on Tuesdays. I am fine. The 19th Amendment was a suicidal mistake, says, come on, man. That's a reference to women voting. It was voted in like 100 years ago. Those simp men. There were, can you believe it? There were simps over 100 years ago. A <laughs> uh, hey, modern day debate in chat or something like that. Nice. Nice. I miss Earl and T. Yeah, don't we all? That was the weakest. Hey, guys. In years, Hake, shameful. I'm reading the chat. People responded. So, uh, we are connected with the uh, guest. He won't be able to see me temporarily at this, po- at this moment, but I think I hear him. Are we able to put him on here? Um, 
Good morning, good afternoon, I guess, maybe, to uh, Tom Foolery. Are you there? Yeah, how's it going? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Uh, it's going well. How are you? How are you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, a little early for me, but I'm here. Okay. What part? Don't dox yourself. Without doxing yourself, can, may I ask what part of the country you're in? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. It's uh, like I'm in Eastern time, so it's a little bit later for me. But my shows generally start at like 11 p.m. p.m. Oh. at night. So, and I go until like six to eight a.m. So, yeah, I'm I'm generally up a lot later. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming, getting up early, then, if you will, to join Hake. Um, tell the people about you a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Yeah, um, my name's Tom. I go by Tom Foolery Show on YouTube. I've been a YouTuber for in a podcaster on and off for about four years, doing a lot of streaming, politics, debates. Um, I host debates. I moderate them. I'll do a lot of debates myself. Uh, since the last time we spoke, so last time I was here, I was still kind of like uh, a conservative, a Christian, like I, since then I've kind of moved away from Christianity, become a bit more liberal as well. And, uh, changed on a lot of my, on a lot of my beliefs. Oh, really? And that's just yes, over sir. the course of like a year or two, right? Uh, yeah. Over the course of a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. What happened that, that prompted you to, uh, leave Christianity and be become more liberal? Um, I think like over time, I started to realize that there were more and more things that were scientifically proven that our religion denied and didn't really engage with. And I felt like if we have proof for this, we have more proof of this than we do of like any faith that I have, then it's uh, it's probably my faith that's incorrect. And so are you, do you believe in God still? Are you an atheist now or or agnostic? What are you? I don't think I've never really called myself an atheist, but probably more agnostic. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can know one way or the other. Oh, OK. All right. Well, I brought you on to talk about and we're going to be able to get your picture on screen. We're just uh, working out details right now. It's just Hake on the screen, but you're looking fine. Uh, I can see you. It's just my chat can't see you yet. Yeah, I would like to. Can I see you at some point? Yeah, we are okay. working on it, I think. Well, I don't want to make a false promise, but that's that, that's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> uh, so, um, women in politics. Um, I feel that, uh, and I don't know if you ever felt this way, that women need not worry their pretty little heads about politics, and it has been counterproductive to themselves and to our country, America, to have them all involved in politics and making decisions, voting and, and speaking in the public eye and becoming, taking positions of, of so-called you know, worldly power in politics. What do you say to that? Or what is, how, what's your view? What used to be your view? I'm curious. Um, Since you used I mean, to be a Christian. For me, the main thing is uh, freedom. Like, I I think it's wrong to say the N-word. I think people probably shouldn't say it. And it's probably going to lead to negative outcomes if we allow people to say it. But I value freedom of speech more than I value getting rid of those outcomes. And so, 
for me, I would, I think, and for women, I think that they would just rather have the ability to vote, have the ability to make decisions for themselves. And if we think that those are negative outcomes, that's just kind of the price we pay for freedom. But they, but doesn't our freedom, hasn't our freedom somewhat eroded since they've been voting? Uh, it depends. So, uh, do you have uh, like a specific example? Freedom to discriminate, freedom of speech, um, freedom to tell the truth. A lot of, especially like freedom to do right, has been surmounted by, if that's the right word, freedom to do evil. Like freedom to push lies, freedom to be immoral and let it all hang out and all that stuff. Those freedoms have increased, certainly. And some of them, maybe we, were, we clamped down on them too much. And some of them, women might have been behind it. They clamped down on the freedom to, like, drink and do all that stuff for a while. <laughs> the prohibition, Oof. I heard women were behind it. I'm not sure. So they kind of go all over the place. Um, so, like, freedom to tell the truth, for example. Um, or to be Christian, to support President Trump. All those freedoms... There's been a little bit of, if you go a little bit out of bounds and you're from the wrong camp, you're white, you're a man, you're a pro-Trump person, you're an independent thinker, doesn't go along with the mainstream, you are more liable to get your freedoms violated by the, this is not just voting or government, but this is just the culture has imposed on people's freedoms. You know, by culture, I mean YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you follow in my, you follow in my drift to some extent, I mean, I don't really think that we've lost any uh, abilities to like, I don't think we've lost freedom of speech. I don't think we've lost the ability to tell the, to tell the truth, maybe to like some extent. So if anything, we've gained more of those abilities by having uh, social media platforms now to where like we're able to talk to more people than we ever were before. We can still go out on the street and scream on top of a soapbox if we want to, right. but we're not going to get out to as many people. Obviously, social media platforms are being um, censored now and they have their own uh, agendas. They have their own beliefs. They have their own um, ethics. And I think that that is perfectly fine for them to have the ability to decide what we do and don't post on their platforms because those platforms are their property. So, And isn't that, although that's, they are kind of in bed with the government and they're effectively like the, there are, there is the argument that they are the, the, um, what is that? The public square and they, them making those decisions is f from the influence and from the uh, decline of the value of the spirit of the freedom of speech. I'm not sure what what are you asking? I'm not asking. I'm making a statement that those uh, those supposedly those go against the freedom of speech values. Yeah, they're still. I, yeah. I guess to some extent, like if. You come into my house, I invite you over, we sit down, we're having dinner, and you call my wife a bitch, and I kick you out of my house. Am I going against freedom of speech values? No. Yeah, I feel the same way about this. We're on their property. They, like, it's their property. And so as much as you want to say, like, they, they might be in bed with the government, I don't, to what extent is that? Right, it, but, okay, the, uh, the government is just secondary, because we're talking about the women values that these social media companies have embraced 
these, uh, these false imitation values of um, political correctness. They don't call it that anymore. But the, this anti-hate speech push, the whole notion of hate speech is a false um, woman idea. And it's selectively enforced against uh, whites and Christians and men. And everybody else can pretty much have their say. So it is... I say it's not a false woman idea and that it's a true man idea. <laughs> How about that? Okay. All right. So this is, this is true that there are a lot of men who think like women, who think mm. in terms of, oh, there's a real such thing as hate speech that we should clamp down on and when somebody tells the truth it's hateful when somebody doesn't uh doesn't believe in right and somebody believes in right over wrong that's hateful and so that's not a real man notion in what way is that real man uh well men believe in order men want things to be orderly and i think that these are things that keep us acting civil towards one another. These are things that keep us in order. And I think these are very masculine sorts of ideals that we are pushing into society. Right. So, they, and they don't want order. They want chaos. They want to turn well, my, society upside down. They my want point to, is that some censorship is masculine, obviously. It's right. About, it's no, about I believe order, in, right? I, yeah, I believe in a certain level of fr- censorship. I believe in freedom to tell the truth, not so much freedom to push all kinds of lies and vulgar mess and propaganda to children and all that mess for sure yeah i i mean there's a right to some extent obviously i'm gonna agree with that so uh that's interesting has um has women voting for all of these uh liberal so-called progressive people over the last hundred years effectively effectively destroy voting in for subsidizing the destruction of the family has that been a positive thing in your mind or has that been a Um, price to pay no i would definitely say that liberals are not valuing the family unit as much as they should and i think that they don't understand like the effects that this has on society and i do think that they should push more family values and really lift up uh, people who are doing the right thing, staying fathers, staying, keeping two parents in households. I do think that these people should be praised. I do think that leaving those families should be stigmatized. I don't think that like we should necessarily shame somebody for being a single parent mother, but I do think that if uh, to like I, I think that we probably shame single parent mothers more though more so than we do single parent or uh, men who leave the mothers and. I, the mothers are the ones staying, doing the right thing, taking care of the kids. And lots of times we end up letting men get away with being crappy human beings. And so I think we need to hold men to account and kind of force them to be more masculine and stay at home and take care of their kids. I don't, I don't totally agree with you on that. I think that, that mothers in general are overly praised for and, – and they – people look the other way at the wrong things that they do and sometimes praise them for the wrong things that they do in raising their children. Um, and I think that there's a whole lot of hatred towards, towards so-called deadbeat dads and stuff like that. I think that society uplifts women 
and uh, and caters and caters to the um, hatred of men. It's like uh, to some extent, yeah. That obviously, that's true. Right. But when we're talking about specific areas, right? So, like, obviously, there's lots of sects of feminism that are super hateful towards men and push a lot of like crazy t uh, types of propaganda. But in this specific case, this is an area where we do let men kind of get away with being deadbeat dads, with not taking care of their kids, not supporting them, even sometimes fighting, supporting them financially. Um, these are child abandonment things. These are disgusting. Like if you, if you have kids, those are your responsibility and you can't just throw your responsibility away and have women take care of it for you. If you have a problem with women being a little bit too masculine these days, maybe stop making them be the man all the time. Make it, maybe stop making them be the father as well to where they have to do your job for you. It's a little sad that like over and over, women have to continuously pick up the slack for men in these family units. And I think that men should probably do a lot better and stay with their own kids. Uh, when you say we, what do you, who are you? Who are you talking about? Like we, because we don't have we. You and I don't have a whole lot of control over over what what other men and women do to their children and to one another. Yeah, but we we're talking about stigmatizing things, right? So we're talking about like people who are shamed for not doing the right thing or shamed for doing the wrong thing. And even when I first brought up people leaving their families, you're trying to give them more excuses. You're trying to be like, oh, it's so hard for these fragile little men. So sad for them. What's they're 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 so they're little guys. They can't handle all the criticism. Let's be nicer to them. But I don't agree. I think that we need to be harder on these guys and that they could take a little bit more criticism i'm i'm not i haven't made any excuses for them i'm just saying that there's a there's a real double standard where there are, people want to hold men as solely responsible and ignore where the women do wrong when it it i love the uh the garden of eden story because it's kind of a allegory of what happens all the time god held adam responsible for what he did wrong eve responsible for what she did wrong both of them pointed the finger at other people and he he held the serpent responsible for what he did wrong he didn't blame it all on the devil he didn't blame it all on the man he held all three of them responsible and that's what i'm pushing for is there's an utter worship undue worship of women including single mothers who are being enabled by our government they're getting funded by the government. I think we should be defunding the single mothers and getting rid of this no-fault divorce and shaming sex out of wedlock so that this type of thing doesn't happen uh, quite so much. And then we would, be, we would have men in charge again. Right? Uh, I mean, I don't... Men I don't would be leading the, as they should. Go ahead. I, currently, women are staying with their kids and taking care of them at much higher rates than men are. Right. So when we're talking about this, like we we're we're not being too hard on men. We're not being too easy on women. Women are the responsible ones in this scenario. But not all scenarios. Wait a minute. But in this one. But they're not they're not being held responsible for raising disproportionately the the thugs, the criminals are raised well, they by be. single it's the mothers. Men. Yes, single. That's, that's They're raised the by the that's single mothers. That's literally what I'm talking about. So we need men in charge. Well, well, no. The point is that single parenthood 
is the problem. Like uh, single parenthood is the problem. If men were there, if they were actually taking care of their responsibilities and doing their job for their children as well, then they wouldn't be single children. There are, they wouldn't be single parents. It's not the woman's fault that she's the only one who stayed and took care of her responsibilities and the man's, uh, you know, screwed off. Sometimes somewhere. it is. Oftentimes well, it, could it is. Be. It could be. That doesn't Very mean that he gets to, it, it still doesn't mean that he gets to just like drop his responsibility. I'm not saying and that. I would. It, it, you kind of are making excuses for him. No, I'm, are, I'm, I'm, bla I'm putting the blame on her where she holds blame. Because why? She's the one who stayed. He didn't. Because she's playing innocent and, and uh, acting like she's driving him away, playing innocent, and she's raising the child with this, with this angry, nasty, poor victim me spirit. And so these children are raised with this poor victim me spirit abused by the mothers. And then they take it out on the whole rest of the world and they bring in crime. You have a woman headed household goes to hell. So now we have woman headed or woman minded headed uh, country going to hell. I, I just you I don't that? understand. I, I, not really. You're you're kind of saying that, yes, you think men should stay and take care of their own kids. They should be responsible yes. and do their jobs. Women are the ones who are doing that at a much more disproportionate rate than men yet somehow they're physically women get physically away there but they're but they are being evil to the kids because they're raising them as with ang as angry thugs or uh emotional whatever so the people the children men, of single mothers have problems correct by uh, and large men have better outcomes for uh, as being single parent dads. So like right. their kids will have better outcomes. They'll go to college at higher rates, get, graduate high school, go to prison at lower rates, yeah. get, become drug addicts at lower rates. But very, very small difference. Very, very small difference. We don't want either one of them to be single parents because the difference between us between a single dad and a two-parent household is still a massive difference. Nice. The point is two-parent households. We don't want either one of them to be single parents. I don't want a man to be a single parent. I right. don't want a woman to be a single parent. And it is women who are single parents much more often than men. It's women who are staying and taking care of their responsibilities. It's the women who have to be the mom and the dad. Sure, it's sometimes and they're not uh the kids don't always have great outcomes but that's not the mom's fault it's the dad's fault for leaving them in a single parent household situation no i mean yes the, it's the dad's fault for for leaving and being weak with the mother not being able to handle her but it's the the mother is the one exposing the child to her evil angry worried fake victim fake innocent spirit where she gets to play like she's the super mom and gets worshipped by society and she and for doing evil to the children. I, you might be getting a little too specific. I'm not sure if you have experience in this area or not. But no, I'm, I have no I experience don't... in this. No specific experience in this area. But this is these are the types of things that the mothers play into. You don't see the worship of of moms in the culture. I see worship of people who stay and take care of their kids for no. sure, and I think that that's a good thing. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't just blindly worship people just because they stay. You have well, to look I'm at how they treat the children. All of their parenthood skills. I'm not worshiping all of their parenting right. skills. Thank if they're you. beating their kid, I'm not worshiping them for beating their kid. But I, I do think that a parent who stays with their kid is going to be much better than the parent who just takes off and does nothing. Not necessarily because you're not you're not looking at the whole picture. Are you aware that the courts are are favoring women getting the children? They're 
violating the rights of the fathers, the, the woman can falsely accuse, and she often does, the man of all kinds of different things and get the father out of there. It's a- so very often, men do not fight for custody. At, men seem I don't blame to win. Them. Men seem to win at really high rates if they fight for custody. But most of the time, they don't. And women are just getting custody because there's nobody else trying to get Is that a kids. fact this that is most- again, this is, again, where men are just kind of failing and not even trying to take Wait care a minute. of the kids. Uh, for, first of all, I don't blame them for not trying. But are you saying most of the time they don't fight? Uh, you yes, said most of the why, time they why don't. Why wouldn't you blame them? I, I thought that was our entire discussion just now is that you were saying that you do blame them, that they should take care of their but kids. Not for but now fight, you are not, making excuses. For not fighting for, fighting for... If you have to fight for custody, that's an insane situation already. You've, you, the woman has shown, shown that she's evil. If she wants to fight the man over custody and the man doesn't want to fight. I can't blame the man for the woman being evil like that. I think a lot more of men than you do. Apparently. I don't think that that's too much to ask of a, of a father. I think for a father fighting for his kids is the least we should expect of him. And for you, that's too much. Fighting the woman, fighting the woman for the kid doesn't show that. Doesn't that show that the woman is evil fighting to keep the, the kids away from the father? Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. How is that not evil? Well, you see, one, you're giving the woman too much blame. You're being a simp. No, I explain. Didn't say, explain yourself. I said not necessarily. Okay, so go ahead. Not go in ahead. all cases, right? So, in it, it, there, it could be that the <clears throat> that the mother, yes, was just being evil. She's trying to take the kids away from their father. It could be that uh, she like cheated on him and is trying to go and you know like get his child support while being with some other dad. Um, it like there's a lot of ways to where yes she could be doing something really messed up, but that the the majority of the time it's that the father just leaves and they don't give him custody and it's not and again when I say they yes the majority of the time the fathers are not even fighting for custody and you're we're, we're saying do you have just in this you, scenario I the don't mom's know not if you even fighting oh, them can I jump in they're there they're just not even asking for it let me jump in there because you said the majority of the time they don't fight for custody. Which, do you have like a, I hate to source bro you, but do you have a source for that? If you don't, handy, it's fine. I'll just kind of believe you. I I don't care that much about that. I was just curious because I hadn't really, that had never sunk in with me before that they, majority of the time, don't fight for custody. But, uh, um, yeah, I can send you a couple of things. So there's, uh, like dad's divorce law, uh, that talks about this when they're talking okay. about men's chances at uh, getting custody. Yeah. Um, I can send it to you on Twitter if that's where you want it. Sure, whatever. Um, I don't want to get bogged down on that. I'm just curious. I, um, I have some super chats to read uh, it addressing this topic since we got uh, caught up in this. And you guys can call in 888-77-JESSE, 1-888-775-3773. Um, spoiler alert, Badakoffee, reminder that in many cases, women expect men to pay child support while at the same time denying those men access to their children. What say you on that? Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. I think that that's something that the court decides on. And if the father is unfit 
to actually be a father. Again, this is an area where men need to improve. But if that's <laughs> the case, then yes, he should still financially uh, uh, support his children. Obviously, the Bible talks about the fact that he needs to provide for his family one way or the other. And so, yeah, of course, uh, I assume you agree with that as well. I don't believe, I don't agree with child support. This child support, this government getting involved in this stuff, that's evil. That's really evil. That's... Um, because they're keeping the child, as spoiler alert mentioned in this coffee, he's keeping, she's keeping, she and the court, I guess, evil court, are keeping the child away from their father because they somehow deem the child, uh, the father unfit in many cases nowadays. Well, I don't know about many cases, but I would imagine that there have been cases in which a mother or a stepmother wants to transition the child into the LGBT madness and the father doesn't want to go along with it. And so the court deems them, deems the father unfit because the father has some sense and doesn't want to go with this madness. So, again, I'm just going off what the Bible says. It seems pretty clear that the father is meant to be a leader, meant to be a teacher, meant to provide, and you're giving him an out on all of these responsibilities that are expected of him within christianity yeah if the if the evil mother and the court are are colluding <laughs> colluding may not be the right word to uh take the children away from the father how can he lead and teach and be the, their father i think i'm gonna have to revise my statement earlier it may not be liberals who are not valuing the <laughs> family structure it might be christians at this point that's I, right. I may have been confused on that one yeah so so you think that the father should just be a paycheck yeah, if he's not capable of being the leader and of being the teacher, then he needs to at least be the provider, for sure. And uh, what, it would be the same the about, other way around. What do you if say the about, father was taking care of the kids, the mother should also be a paycheck. Who's, who's, who's to decide when the, if the father's unfit? Courts. That's so corrupt, because courts are corrupt. How are they corrupt? You think the mom's paying them to get the kids? Not, no, not necessarily. I mean, in many cases, the, the father's paying the courts because the fathers are the ones paying mm -hmm. the majority of the taxes and he's paying court fees, which I wouldn't advise doing. But these courts are corrupt because they have corrupt false values, such as the transgender children thing that I mentioned. Yeah, I don't, what do you think I don't about them. What do you think about them supporting the trans children over the father's wishes? What is the I, what is what does that mean exactly? Uh, a mother or stepmother wants to transition a child to be so-called transgender, and the father doesn't want to go along with it, and courts step in and say, the mother has the rights here, the father's an abuser because he doesn't support the trans agenda. I mean, this isn't a mother or a father issue. This is more about what we recognize as mental illnesses, and if somebody is uh, diagnosed with a mental illness and the father's refusing to allow them to get medical treatment, or if it's the father who wants to allow them to get medical treatment and it's the mother who's refusing to allow it, either way, I, I would assume the courts might step in. Now, I would, I would put some age limits on this. There's probably like, uh, th this isn't a very common thing. Obviously, most kids 
uh, under 18 don't transition. Most trans kids, it's only like a thousand a year at most. That's like the most it's ever been is a thousand out of like a hundred thousand trans people uh, transitioning every year. Very few of them actually have any sort of like medical transition or anything like that. Um, so this is a very, very small amount of people in the first place. And yeah, if they're like super young, there's probably uh, even more caveats to that. So you're so you're just you really went off the deep end then by by medical support. You're talking about helping them with the with the uh, hormone blockers because you've read all the research and the research says that they'd fare better. Is that is that where you're going? Yeah, less likely to have uh, suicidal ideations, less likely to uh, like more capable of working a job, more capable of going to school, those sorts of things. I've heard that it's very slight, even more slight than the. If, if it even is a real thing, this study that thing that you guys are believing in. Man, you really swallowed that stuff. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, let me move on. There's another, um, unless you have a response to that. I don't want to. No, you're wanna. good. Okay. Um, spoiler alert with another coffee. Should phone companies be allowed to censor certain speech on their networks? Uh, probably not, no. And why, if not? Um, so we have different designations for different types of things, right? We have platforms, and then we have communication uh, uh, companies. These are very separate things. So like, or sorry, uh, we have like news outlets, and then we have platforms. And so, yes, I think that it's a, I think, I, I forget. Publishers and platforms, it, that whole thing? I, I think, but it, either way, uh, like social media uh, doesn't count as either one of these things. They're not a communication company. They're not just there for you to like get back and forth. There's a lot of other things that they're there for. People use them as businesses and companies and their entire livelihoods for people. Um, and they're they're obviously not just publishers either. Nobody, there's not an editor. There's nobody double checking everything that they're posting. There's nobody making sure that it's like a accurate or anything like that so um yeah it definitely doesn't follow under or fall under either one of those categories so since they he said without just saying it's because it's the law you're saying what's the difference between a phone company censoring somebody who's saying the n-word or whatever or whatever is uh not palatable speech What's the difference? Uh, that the phone company is literally just there for communication. Like, they're just capable. It is just a communication, and that's about it. Whereas a, whereas a social media website, what's the difference? The social media website isn't just a communication. So, like, instead of me just talking to one or two people um, on a phone call, I'm... Be, I'm able to send information out to tons of people. The uh, like news outlets are able to take my information and post it. Uh, YouTube channels are able to take whatever I tweet out and they're able to put it on their channels. My YouTube channel is an entire business. It's not just me communicating with one or two people at a time. It's me communicating with tons of other people. And all of these other people can come and watch my show and even 
they can take clips of my show and put it on their show. Just as if I'm on a phone call, some random person can't listen in and start posting what I'm doing in my phone call on their show. Yeah. And so for that reason, this, the, the phone companies should not censor the or shut down the communications of somebody. Mm-hmm. But the social media companies should. Okay. All yeah, right. it's a bit more public. Yeah. Like the, we're talking about one is like very private communication. The other one is very public communication. Okay. Uh, have you noticed that um, the world has gotten a lot more victim-minded and emotional over the course of our lifetimes? You're probably in your 30s or 40s, right? Late 20s? Yes. Yeah. Um, have you noticed that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I... I uh, it wasn't too long ago. I was talking to a guy who was trying to make a whole bunch of deadbeat dads out as victims. So I have definitely noticed. <laughs> oh, you're talking about you're talking about Hake. Oh yeah, it was that's who it was. That's yeah. funny. You know that guy? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about me, yeah. but I'm not <laughs> ca- casting them as victims. I'm just pointing out that the women are no innocent victims either. They're they're victimizing the children, if anything, and then the children grow up with this victim mindset, and then they. Uh, become perpetrators because anybody who has a victim mindset is uh, inevitably going to be emotional and victimizing other people, being evil yeah. towards other people. So I, I would say that like a lot of uh, online culture has definitely done this where they've try- tried to censor bit, uh, people a little bit too much. Um, uh, people are like getting really upset over very small microaggressions and crap like that. You know, there's the blue haired trans people who are freaking out about every little, uh, you know, way you've ever looked at them wrong. And uh, there's a bunch of issues with race and all sorts of other crap where yes, people just are a little bit too sensitive sometimes. And the way that they react a lot of times is disproportionate to what happened in the first place for sure. I've noticed that this has happened a lot. I was talking with Stardust earlier this week, another streamer, mm-hmm. about how um, in the black community, they've been fed this lie of victimhood, and then they're disproportionately raised by their mothers, who also have this double victimhood thing. Oh, I'm double a victim, a black and a woman. And Ooh, double victim. And they're... And they're more than any other race, blacks are encouraged to be angry and to feel like they're victims. Um, and so this setup of this woman-led culture, this victim emotion-led culture, has resulted, I think, in the disproportionate black crime. Where mm. they're fed this anger, they're fed these single mothers, no like even-keel father um, to be sensible and, and uh, balance them out. And so it's just only justified the evil. It's, it reminds me, if you'll allow me to go long, mm-hmm. of the, uh, Palestine, the Palestinian, the, the Hamas situation. I heard that many of the children are brainwashed in this victimhood thing against the Israelis. And there's mutual hatred that never ends, of course, going on between them. And so that they felt justified in doing whatever evil that they did on October 7th. Same thing with like the black violent crime when in cases that they do uh, revengeful types of crimes over petty things. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, Jewish people have definitely victimized themselves to a large extent right. as yeah. well. Yeah, of um, course. It, but we don't see them uh, doing the same thing in the same way, right? Yeah, no, I'm... T- I, yeah, ev- everybody's victimhood, everybody's, everybody's sin. If we look at the whole world, who do you think is pushing a victim mentality on people more? The Jewish people or the Palestinian people? It seems like the Jewish people are doing it more nowadays. So. They're they're no, more yeah. effective at it because they're able to they're they're the symptoms look different with among different peoples. So the Jewish people are very talented at at, at um you know the presentation and propaganda and b- being you know they're naturally going into these higher positions. So they seem more uh more civilized victim culture than like the black or Palestinian victim culture, but it's, it's all evil. Um, I, so for black people, I'd say that there's a specific issue for them. One is probably single parent household. That's one of the bigger issues for them. Uh, having dads in jail and in prison growing up in communities where crime is normalized and even praised to a certain extent, um, there's issues in the past with, you know, redlining and things like that that have made it to where they have economic issues today, where they have trouble uh, building businesses and having their own economic success uh, apart from uh, everybody else. And so they I think that they have a lot of their own issues that causes them to have a victim mentality. Even if I agree that there are some issues there, I don't think that it's ever an excuse for them to fail. I don't think it's ever a good enough excuse for them to fail. I have every excuse in the world. I've been to prison. I've had super messed up uh, medical issues early on in life. Even today, I am a victim of police brutality. I had my kneecap shattered. I have uh, I was a drug addict and a heroin addict for a long time. I have every reason to make every excuse, but I I wouldn't and I don't because it's not society's responsibility to worry about an individual. So it's my individual responsibility to take care of myself. A lot of those issues that I've had in the past were in large part my fault as well. And I'm the one who kind of has to make up for it and make my own decisions. And I think that we should push this more so uh, in society today. I think we allow people to take societal issues and systemic issues and use those as, as excuses for failing. And I think that that's uh, it's sad. How did you have this ingrained in you that you didn't fall into, you didn't spiral despite your younger, wilder days and, you know, the, the stuff that happened, evil things that other people did to you? How did you have that, uh, the right, the sense to get back on track? Um, I, well, luckily I did grow up in a two parent household and my parents were together the entire time. Uh, I had a bunch of other siblings, uh, and it wasn't just that I had a mindset to where I wanted to be successful, but I had a really good support group around me. How a two parent households, again, is something that like everybody should always be able to fall back on. I have four, I'm one of five kids. I, I have, uh, uh, four other siblings. I have uh, a bunch of friends and people all over the place to where when I fail and if I fail, I have people that I can lean on that are going to take care of me for a while until I get back on my feet and I'm back at it again. And uh, 
it, it doesn't mean that those having a support group doesn't mean that those failing moments don't suck. They still hurt and they still give me motivation to get back up and go again. But I have uh, a really great support group behind me that has always been there for me and has always helped me at every turn. And I've been really, really lucky to have that, whereas lots of other people don't. All right, man. Um, yeah, I saw. I thought I saw your father was on a stream that you did, or or a video that you put out on your YouTube channel. Was that? Did I see that right? Yeah, he's been on a couple. Yeah, and he's still Christian. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a pastor. I have two brothers who are very involved in the church and are pastors as well. Um, and so my dad had a cable show. He was. He had one of the first Christian talk shows. On cable, when I was growing up, he was fairly famous and well-known. He uh, was the pastor of a church in New York City, where I was originally born and grew up. And so, yeah, he was uh, he was a pastor and a theologian for my entire childhood. And he remains Christian. What does he think? What does he think about you turning uh, the way the direction you did? I uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, he's obviously not happy about it, uh, and just as I wasn't when I was a Christian and I found out that other people were leaving the faith, I was definitely never happy about it. There were probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that I led to Christ, and I was always very upset and disappointed if somebody left. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a, I, I think that I made those decisions to be a Christian for a very long time because of my family, because I didn't want them to be disappointed, because I didn't want that stigma on me that I was now the bad guy, the people that I always thought of as, you know, the the secular people who don't care about what's right and what's wrong. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want everybody to look at me the way that I looked at those people, and that kept me uh believing a lot longer than maybe it should have. And so eventually I had to kind of recognize my own independence in these areas and make a decision for myself. Huh. All right. Um, so are you, uh, are you no longer close to them? Are you still close to them? Do you guys argue? Do you just, have, uh, just drop the topic? What is that like? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, it's never been like a hated argument. They've always uh, been super supportive in whatever it is that I'm doing. Uh, they're they're definitely by uh, there. You're talking about your father and mother. Yes, yeah, and my siblings and everybody. Yes, they're they're we n our relationships have not changed in any way whatsoever because of this. Were you the wildest one in the family? For sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, it, to some extent, like my oldest sister early on was like going out getting tattoos at 16 when she wasn't supposed to she left and traveled the west out of nowhere uh when she was i think 15 or 16 and was gone for like six months um she left at 18 to get married and moved like across the united states to to go live with a guy that she had been with for a short amount of time. And so like she, she had her own like issues and troubles and, uh, and was a bit wild as well. But yes, when it comes to like going to prison, uh, drug addiction, you know, all of that crap. Yeah. I was, I was much worse. Is she the only girl in the family? Like the only sister? No, I have two older sisters, okay. two younger brothers. Um, I've noticed that in families with the two parent households, they're, your own father and your own mother is ideal, I think. I don't really, 
Uh, this adoption thing is not ideal if, you, if the f- real father and mother are there uh, around. I don't like the step-parents and all that stuff. But even in those married father and mother families, oftentimes the woman is leading even when the man acts like he's leading. Have you noticed that? In some places, yeah. Can, can I go back to what you just said? Are yeah. You, are you saying you're against adoption? Uh, I'm just saying it's not ideal when the real father and mother are around. I think the real father and mother should be the ones to mer- to uh, lead. Yeah, that's preferable, of course. Yeah. But, uh, like I, I part of my growing up as well is having a lot of foster brothers and sisters. Like my parents were always very charitable. We always had the they they had uh, a lot of these kids had parents who were drug addicts who were never at home, who were abusive. And so it was just a lot better for them to be with stable parents like mine. And uh, like we ended up, uh, we worked with adoption centers. We worked uh, in like soup kitchens and all sorts of stuff like that. Especially I think being pro-life, we ought to be super in favor of adoption centers and uh, foster homes and things like that. Because the if, they're, if we're telling people, mothers and parents hey if you don't want the kid have it anyways and just give it up for adoption i think that like we should definitely be super supportive of these sorts of uh uh relationships did that get did any of the children that you know of get resentful the the real offspring get resentful of these all these other kids getting the attention from the parents uh no okay all right so man you guys were like the real do-gooder people Mm mm-hmm uh, whew, interesting. I have some more super chats to get to. Um, you guys can call in one eight 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 seven seven five three seven seven three. Okay, D D John Powell gave a diamond. Tom Foolery show. Those are hip lesbian glasses, bro. He says about your Appreciate your glasses. <laughs> uh, they're kind of cl- for the audio podcast listeners. They're kind of clear frames. And black uh, things. Do you do you know what he's talking about? It. Do they seem lesbian at all to you? Do you get? <laughs> no, I've never heard that they're lesbian. All right. I, I, yeah, I'm not defending you for DJ Ampa. Don't. I'm not defending the glasses. I just trying to see it. He was definitely defending them. You can tell <laughs> he was defending my glasses. Someone bought a coffee. Tom Foolery agrees that the mother can be being evil by fighting the father for custody. Why is that okay? Shouldn't she be held responsible for her role in Christianity as an obedient wife? How will we hold her responsible for her role if men are held legally to the role of being a provider? Uh, this is just a, like anything in uh, that goes through the court systems. Like one person, if they feel like they're being wronged or they want to get a... Uh, they want the government say so on something they one person has to make an argument for why that is the case um all of these things are subjective to some extent so a mother deciding whether or not she thinks a father is capable of being a father and taking that to the courts like she has to make her argument for that if she's wrong uh then like she's gonna have to suck it in the end but i i don't know that we can like the punishment is that she ends up having to pay a bunch of court um, court fees and lawyer payments and stuff like that 
that was totally unnecessary where she could have just let the dad have the custody in the first place. And so now she she had a whole lot of problems and a whole lot spent a whole lot of money for absolutely no reason. I, I think that she ends up losing pretty big in those scenarios. It's a mess. It, isn't it the case that sometimes she gets her fees paid for by the the man? Is that ever the case? Um, sometimes there are sometimes where if the court decides that, uh, the man is liable and that he has to pay child support, but doesn't get custody. Yeah. Sometimes they'll, they'll make them pay the other person's, uh, legal fees as well. Um, I, I would encourage people avoid the courts. I mean, it, weren't Christians told to like, av- try to work out your situation and try to avoid lawsuits and uh having to deal with the courts because that's so much yeah. conflict and strife and mess of course I, I don't think anybody wants to deal with courts like it, it is a hassle it's a lot of stress it's a lot of money it's a lot of uh heartache to go through if it's unnecessary i doubt anybody wants to do that i think that normally when people decide to go through these processes they're willing to deal with all of the bullcrap that comes with it for good reason have you dealt with any of that stuff uh firsthand or seen it firsthand no i have not no uh another super chat from jib jab my close and personal friend jib jab Bought a coffee. Can you ask your guest what is the definition of a Christian? And do you does he believe? Do you believe uh, that Jesus is not God but the Son of God? I I would say both. Jesus is the Son of God and God. I believe in the Trinity and that the Trinity is a single thing. Um, as for what a Christian is, I would say that this is somebody who accepts Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior and believes that that's what gets them into heaven. Uh, and but you're not a Christian anymore, so you don't you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God or God. Correct. Okay. Uh, so you were raised to believe that Jesus is God. You were taught that specifically, explicitly. Explicitly, yes. Wow, I won't remember being taught that as a kid growing up. I was taught technically that he's the that's son of what God. the Trinity is. It's like the idea that. It is three different beings, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but all of these are just different representations of one being, and the one being is just God. I'd heard that, but I'd also heard it's God the Father, and then the Son of God, Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit. And that's the three in one there, one meaning united, like we, the Christians, are one with, one in Christ, united, united. Uh, in one spirit, in the, the spirit of God. So that I didn't think of it as, mm-hmm. I, I did sometimes hear it. And even, I used to even argue with a uh, Jehovah's Witness a little bit about it, but I didn't really, as, as like a seventh grader. So I wasn't really thinking about it seriously. And yeah, I remember are, hearing. I, I think it's just different ways for us to conceptualize one being. So if God is, interacting, talking down to Moses, right? That's the way we would think of God the Father speaking down. Whereas somebody on earth who's actually here with us, that's God the Son. And then the Holy Spirit is what we believe that he puts inside of us, the, you know, the 
holy energy that we get or the you know the way that it feels to get saved and how you feel righteous and want to do good afterwards like this is his work within us and the works that he does around us and other people and blessing them these are all just different ways that we see god in the way that he works in our lives and so they're just separate representations of him and different ways for us to categorize him um i lost my thought sorry no, no, you're fine. I, uh, that's interesting, man. I wasn't, I wasn't really, it was definitely, if it was said, it was not a focus. The, this notion that Jesus is God or that the Holy Spirit is God, like it's the Spirit of God, it's the Son of God. And it's, it's something that I God wrote about a good bit. And you wrote about it a talked lot? About it. Yeah, and I did, like, I taught Sunday school classes a good bit, and uh, I also coached, like, Christian basketball teams sometimes. I was, like, a, a pretty, uh, I was pretty heavy into basketball coaching, and okay. so I would go coach for churches sometimes as well, and we would do prayer groups, and uh, we would do, like, times where I would go and speak to them or give testimonies, and so, yeah, this is, like, the, the Trinity is something that I've I've talked about a lot. So, uh, what was that specific part that the part that you rejected, or was it the values about sex, so-called sexuality and uh, and creation, or what was it that turned you atheist or turned you away from Christianity? Um, so, the idea that there is a God is obviously going to be the thing that I'm going to reject most, but it was. Getting more so, I grew up Southern Baptist, and we take the Bible uh, very literally, and the uh, ideas of like Adam and Eve being the first people, and um, you know the the floods and all of these different things that over time we can kind of just see didn't happen and are impossible, and the uh, you know young Earth creationism and you know, dinosaurs never existing, like all these different things, we can kind of see proof over and over and over that the way that the Bible represents these things are just untrue. And so those are the things that started to get me to like kind of uh, question my belief more and more. I don't think that I could believe in God if the one message that he has for us today, the one communication he has to us is the Bible. That's the only way I can even learn about God is through the Bible. And I, and the, I believe that the Bible is incorrect. I can't, I can't possibly square that circle. That is so interesting. I, uh, so it sounds like the Southern Baptists, or at least your ilk we're reading it all wrong like reading into it in ways that it never meant itself to be read into i think i gather that's what the orthodox <laughs> saying yeah oh the orthodox are saying that yeah oh okay but you didn't go to the orthodox way you went to the just reject it all way uh yeah correct because the Bible itself doesn't say that the Bible is the only way to know about God or to know the truth. The Bible itself says that he wrote it, the truth in your, or wrote his law in people's hearts, that people who never even heard the, the quote-unquote truth, some of them lived the law without even knowing or having heard the law because they followed the law of their hearts. So... Like, you got a cockamamie idea that's not even biblical about the Bible. 
<laughs> I mean, growing up, neither idea is necessarily biblical. I like I said, I, the idea I don't that think I just that presented. It, uh, yeah, no, I'm saying that uh, Orthodox versus Protestant. Uh, oh, I don't know anything about Orthodox. The sola scriptura is. Uh, not it well, so it's more so about how you whether or not you take the Bible literally. That's what sola scriptura is about. Is like um, orthodox is more so saying that the church is the the holy authority, not the Bible. It's oh, the church. Whereas oh, Protestants will say no, it's the Bible. The church only knows what to do because of the Bible. And so if it's the church, oh, I, so this is like, yeah. you know, stuff the that I think all Christians should think about and question and decide which side they're on on this. And once I've decided that I couldn't, po it couldn't possibly be the church. Yeah, of Humans course are flawed. You know, humans exactly. run the church. They're, uh, they are sinful, unholy people. They yep. could not possibly make these decisions. But the Holy Bible that could totally be the the message. If I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna listen to something that is holy, it it better be freaking literal. If it's not literal, then it, it couldn't be holy either. So like, it's just kind of logicing, you know, using logic to figure out which side it is that you believe. And then once I believe it has to be the Bible, but the Bible's wrong. Well, now I can't believe in the Bible either. And if this is the authority, then I can't believe in any of it. But literally means two different things. I didn't, so, so I'm not with the Orthodox people either because I, the, the churches, like you said, they are, any big institution is going to corrupt itself. Um, mm -hmm. Nick, the American anchor baby, who's also on the JLP network here, has cited this man who said, every major conservative institution will be infiltrated by its enemies and subverted to become liberal. And that's what's, we've seen that happen with these churches. And so, so are of course, you Catholic the church, then? No, I'm just normal Christian. I was raised... Just normal Christian. I, I, was, I was raised a normal American Christian, right? I was raised... Mm -hmm in like a Presbyterian church. Oh, so you're church. Baptist. No. <laughs> I was raised in Southern California in a Presbyterian church, and then I went to a friend's church, and now I go to JLP's church at Bond. And it's just normal. Like, the Bible has true statements. Churches sometimes stand for the truth, but God is the authority, not, not the Bible, which could be... There's two words for literal. I'm making two different points in, in once. Mm -hmm. Um... Because literal means, one, how it was meant to be read literarily, and then there's what the actual words say means, oh, it's a dome, the firmament, it's flat. <laughs> like, people jump to conclusions that the earth is flat, right? Yeah. And so, what do you mean by literal? Do you mean literal in the sense of how it was meant to be read? Or do you mean... Yeah, to mean some extent. So, uh, like, Adam and Eve, okay? There's no reason to read about the creation of everything and believe that that's meant to be a metaphor. There's no indication in there that this is just a metaphor and that it's not meant to be taken seriously. There's obviously a lot of times when there are, um, there's so you a, think there's the a day, lot of time. You think of the day was a literal 24 hours meant to be taken as a literal 24 hours? Uh, the, the that's, evening that's and morning, the first day. That's different. Okay. Because we, that's more of a question as to whether or not God exists and is like, um, 
limited by time, whereas we would believe he's not. And so saying days is just a, a representation seven day for us to thing. understand. Yeah. Yes. Just like when I'm talking about ways to conceptualize different aspects of God and the way that he interacts with us. This is the same with like days for, uh, for God creating everything. But in the, yes, in Genesis, there's no reason to take any of that and say that these are not literal, that God didn't literally create these people, that he didn't literally take Adam's rib and create Eve from this, that they didn't literally speak to a snake, that they, that they weren't literally in a garden, like that they aren't literally the first people ever in the history of human beings. There's no reason to think that. There's nothing, there's no indication within the Bible that makes us think, oh, well, this isn't real. So, we would have to believe that that is the way that the earth what began, and when instead according we to your that, according to how you're reading it, yes, I, I'm saying that like I I just it, even either way I'm saying the other indications that we have that we wouldn't take this literally are outside societal indications, historical the indications, point, but the point not of biblical indications. The point of the Adam and Eve story is how they acted and how the how it went down. It's not the details so much. Like, I don't think that the details of, like, I don't think that they matter. I mean, he was called the first man or whatever. But it didn't say first human being. It did, they didn't even have a word for human being. They're not thinking in terms of science like us. Mm -hmm. So I just don't see it as, I don't see that as something to get hung up on. I see these... Like you don't see whether or not the Bible is right or wrong as something to get hung up on? But you're, re you're saying it wrong because I don't, the Bible doesn't even have, take a position on, on uh, that. On right and wrong? It, it takes a position on right and wrong. Okay, on and if the Bible is wrong. About what? But you're reading it wrong. <laughs> you're How am acting... I reading it wrong? This is what I'm saying. What makes you think that Adam and Eve are not a real story? What indication do you have that that that? I know it's a real story not... because that's what happens okay. every day in America right now. We have the woman blaming everybody else, but but not, and not taking responsibility. We have the man okay. blaming and not taking responsibility, and mm -hmm. uh, and it's a mess. Sure. So so. Are Adam and Eve literal people who literally existed? Were they the first people? I don't know, and I don't care. Okay, I do. I think that what if the Bible is telling me the truth, that matters to me. If you oh, don't that's care silly. Whether that's a right weird hang-up, man. That's a really, shallow hang-up. Truth is a hang-up for you. That's, that's not true. You, you think truth is a weird No, those are facts. See, I would think truth matters, no. but you don't think truth matters. No, truth matters. Much, facts do don't matter. Because you're well, hung up on it piddly... Shallow facts. I'm hung up on truth. No, I'm you're not. I'm hung up on whether or not this is the truth. Did this happen? Is this the truth? That's no, what I want. No, no. Is that actually factually happened this way? You're hung up on. Oh, this couldn't possibly have happened. The flood couldn't possibly have happened. Floods have happened. Well, but no. Yeah. I'm talking about. So we're talking about honesty here. We're talking about whether or not we are being given information in an honest manner. And oh, if Lord. not, I would say that's wrong. I don't know if you're okay with lying. You think I'm the not. Bible? You think Me, the Bible is trying to deceive lying. you? <laughs> All right. I. You know what? I, I, this brings me into Trump. We got to talk about Trump since this is and the woman thing. Uh, are Are you able to hang on through the whole rest of this hour? Yeah, I'm good. All right, I appreciate it. Are you able to hang on for like five minutes? Because I got to take a break. Yeah, do your thing. Okay.
Guys, we're over time. Um, past the top of the hour. It is Fob Friday. This is George Lamb, Mr. Strongman. A man should be strong. The, it goes, it's none, er, dang, ti, jang. Men should strengthen themselves. Hope you enjoy it. You, you see it there, Hassan? Uh, and we'll be right back for the rest of hour two. I'm live with Tom Foolery, and you guys can, uh, can call in and talk with Tom Foolery. And I'll be right back for the rest of hour two. Hang tight.
The music is not necessary. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through the beautiful music. Uh, we are talking with um, Tom Foolery, Tom Foolery Show on YouTube, as well as uh, Tom Foolery P on X, Twitter, and Tom Foolery PC on uh, IG. Tom, Tom Foolery, thanks for uh, joining me, man. Appreciate it. Tell the people about you a little bit more, uh, how to find you, and... If you'd like them to uh, follow, go ahead. Yeah, it's mainly Tom Foolery Show on YouTube. That's my main platform. I'm also on Kick. There is a space between Tom and Foolery and Show. So it's three words. It's uh, Tom Foolery P on Twitter because used to all of my platforms were Tom Foolery PC. PC stood for podcast because it uh, okay. used to be a podcast. Now it's a live stream. Uh, I, I ran out of uh, characters on Twitter, so it's just Tom Foolery P. But uh, but yeah, there's, uh, if you want to find me most everywhere, it's either going to, it's going to be Tom Foolery show in most places. I'm on Facebook as well. And then, uh, it'll be Tom Foolery PC on pretty much every other platform. How long have you had this, uh, program, your program? Uh, um, I think it's been close to four years, if I remember correctly, maybe a little over, th it's somewhere between three and four, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, why Tom Foolery? Um, my name was Tom. I wanted a name for the show with my name in it. And Uncle Tom and Peeping Tom didn't seem to be as good of options as Tom Foolery. Yeah. Maybe should have gone with Peeping Tom, though. That's pretty funny, man. I was going to call my show uh, Jesse's Racist Producer because I was his producer at the mm -hmm. time when I started The Hake Report. But I was mm -hmm. starting it alongside Joel Friday and another co-host... And they wanted it to be more classy and less potentially off-putting. I wasn't thinking that it would be off-putting. I thought it was funny. But right on, man. Um, Tom Foolery. That, and that's like an old-time, southern-sounding country uh, name, in my perception. Yeah. And you're a southern man, sort of. Kind of, yeah. I grew up in New York City, oh, okay. uh, born on Staten Island. I was only there for the first like 10 years of my life. So I guess I say grow up. I guess I lived half of my childhood in New York, half of it in Georgia, um, like just about 15 minutes outside of Atlanta. Um, so I, most of like the things that are ingrained in me are from Georgia. But my siblings, my older siblings, they all spent a lot more time in New York as did my parents. And so we were kind of always the New Yorker family in Georgia anyway. So yeah, it's a good mix of North and South. Yeah. I noticed that your accent doesn't sound Southern really. Yeah. So, all right. doesn't sound Northern really either though. If you talk to either one of them, the people from New York think I sound like a redneck and people from the South think I sound like a, like a Yankee. So yeah, you don't like, I hardly even hear an accent, honestly. And I'm from LA. So I can't, 
I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's more of a neutral accent and people in LA happen to have more neutral accents more often as well. So, yeah. So I have some more Super Chats to read. Um, and then I want to get into uh, Trump and back into this, this woman uh, in politics thing. Uh, spoiler alert says with the coffee, my church believes, this is the uh, religion thing, that Adam and Eve were the first white people, but not the first people. This can help explain why a young earth belief is not necessary to explain scripture. Did you, did you say quite? Let's see. No, he said white people. Oh, white. White, white. yeah. White. Okay. <laughs> right. That's what it, okay. Uh, maybe they were the first white people. I, I don't know why the Bible would make a distinction since we're all God's children. I, I don't understand why it would act like the first white people were the yeah, first people. Yeah, it's interesting. People. Spoiler alert is really racial in his, uh, in his understanding of uh, the mm. Bible. And I hadn't heard that before. Interesting. So the people who were somehow between the Tigris and the Euphrates were somehow the first white people. That is an interesting take there. All right. So I guess uh, um, you wouldn't agree with that. My, I'm gathering. My close and personal friend Jib Jab bought a coffee. One more thing. Does he believe, does Tom Foolery believe in the secular Big Bang theory? Um, there's a, there's not a big bang theory. There's a lot of them. Uh, generally, yes, I would believe in, uh, there is one that I think is more likely than the others. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and you're not, you don't call yourself an atheist, but you don't think that a God could have done that. Started. I think all. a God could have done that first. I do. Okay. All right. Um, and you're the, uh, and just to reiterate, because I don't remember, you said, we can't know. Yeah. So that's like an agnostic, we cannot know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, on this, on this line, since we are talking this religion thing still, let me get to David in Ocala, Florida, wants to talk with Tom Foolery. David, what is up? You're live with Tom Foolery and Hake. How, hey, how are y'all doing today? Doing fine. I am anyway. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? Uh, is it is your real name Tom? Yeah. 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 My name's Tom. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I'm just making sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason why I wanted to call was because you y'all were talking about truth, you know, and uh, and I've talked to Hake many times, and Hake knows that I believe that Jesus is God. In fact, I believe Jesus spoke the world into existence. And uh, the reason why I wanted to call was because Jesus said, "I'm the way. I'm the truth." I'm the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. So when he said, I'm the truth, he's the truth. Buddha's not the truth. Hinduism isn't the truth. He's the truth, and he's the one and only true God. So I just had to call to talk, you know, say that. So how, how do you feel about that? Um, I agree, which is why one of the things that I'm talking about is the Bible being God's message to us, right? He doesn't speak to us directly like he did with Moses or with Abraham or with Adam and Eve. He, he uses the Bible to give us information, and we are supposed to go on faith after that. So if this is God's word, then yes, we would expect it to be the truth in the same way that God is the truth. 
Right. Well, he well he is the truth, and, and his word is truth, too. And just because somebody doesn't believe a couple of things in the Bible or whatever doesn't change the fact that he's righteous, true, and holy, and so is his word. You can't, you know... It, you know, that straw man deal about the creation, you know, how many days, how long, you know. Or, or well, he, didn't get, he didn't get hung up on the how many days or how long. He got up on Adam and Eve being the first no, human no, beings. No, 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 I know. I'm, I'm not saying him directly. I'm talking about people in general. There's many people out there that debate the creation theory. Do you, you think, know, do, do you think, David, that you're going to tell uh, Tom Foolery something that he hasn't heard before because he was raised Christian in a Christian pastor household and he's he's led thousands possibly of people to quote unquote Christ well no I'm not saying I'm going to tell him something that he doesn't already know uh, what made what made you really turn from uh, turn turn because uh, you know that's a that's a that's a hard deal man if, did you if you really believed that in the Trinity, like you said, and that God, you know, uh, in that proves you know, that his born, foundation well, was bad. <laughs> well, no, let me ask you this: Were, like, do you, Did you ever claim to be born again, Tom? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was born again. I was baptized. I the so I so you stopped studying. sinning. I did not stop sinning. But the but Bible says no forgiven. one who's. But the Bible says no one who's born of God can even sin. Yeah, but um, hey, what that you saying sin. is your your sin, your sins covered in the blood. It doesn't mean you keep, you don't stop. Sinning, no, it means right? you can't. You cannot sin. Sure, I, you can. See, it you're contradicting the Bible. The Bible. No wonder no, this not, guy I'm left the church. No wonder the this Bible guy left Christianity. Hold on. Tom, the Bible Tom, also you, says you, that like Tom, we you will agree with inherently that or not? sin. That like sin is inherent to us. That as humans, we are imperfect. We can't just become perfect by getting saved. We will always right. sin, no matter what. But with that said, so the no, he said be perfect. It, it, that is the goal. You are supposed to have a goal of being perfect, though you can never achieve it. It never and says Jesus, you can never achieve it. Jesus you guys are putting stuff only... in the Bible that's not even there. No wonder. Okay. No, I'm not because hey, hold up. It says not one is righteous. Not I, I want to all turn. We've all turned and went our own way. I know, but okay. you become perfect. Uh, but I don't. I don't want to take Tom Foolery off his point. Go ahead. Yeah. So I. So to answer the question. I was studying rhetoric for a good bit. One of the things that I noticed is that we seem to buy into worldviews first. Um, or sorry, we seem to buy into groups of people first and then buy into their worldview based on the group that we want to be a part of. So mm -hmm. it's pretty obvious based on where you grow up, you're more or less likely to be a Christian based on just wherever it is that you were born. And so it's the same with being a Republican or a Democrat. You see groups of people that you want to be in. You want you want to be in that in group. And so you uh, will change your beliefs to be part of that group. And so recognizing this over time made me start to question everything that was just ingrained in me from a very early age and made me want to question what I did or didn't believe. Nice. Um, and because of that, I started to question, yeah, whether or not uh, even Christianity was real. I felt bad even. Like, I felt like I was doing something wrong uh, watching uh, videos about uh, evolution or, like, uh, or reading books about it and crap like that. But, yeah, over time, I was convinced that the worldview that I thought 
if I was going to believe in God, I was going to believe in that one. I had already, I was very sure on this, that like the Baptist literal interpretation of the Bible was the right one, if there is one. And I did it. And then I, from that, I decided that there was not one. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. Uh, but let, You let came from a rough background was... too, didn't you, David and Ocala? Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe you're going to turn out atheists later, too, if you uh, no, hang out in the wrong no, crowd. That's, no, that's not going to happen. But, <laughs> hey, hey, Tom, so it, God came at me in a different way. Agnostic. Somebody bought, somebody bought me a Bible when I was four years old, and I moved eight times and never lost it. And I found it when I was about 14, and I read it. And, that, and you're right. That word led me to Jesus. Okay, mm -hmm. so it, I, I got born again in my bedroom. I wasn't in a church. Now, my mom took me to church when I was a little kid and stuff like that. So I got some stuff, you know, sewn in me. But God reached out and, 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 and reached me through His Word. So that's why I th hold it sacred, you know. And, and uh, 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 Hake and I have talked about this, you know, many times, how, how, how I believe in God. And I believe that Jesus is God. I believe He's spoke the world into existence, and nothing's ever going to change that. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to put you down or nothing like that. You know, the Word of God says that if you raise a child up, you know, in the Word, he'll, 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 even if he turns away, he'll come back. So you're going to come back, man. You're going to come back to him. <laughs> sure, yeah, people leave and come back. Um, leaving was a really hard process. It was incredibly difficult and kind of upsetting and to like not only not only to like question everything foundational to you right everything you've ever believed in everything you ever thought was right and wrong now is not and now you don't know what is right and wrong that is like a, a terrifying uh uh prospect and, but yeah. well, on top of that son came back no right? no hold on let me finish let me let him finish yeah. so, I don't so on top on top of that the the like my the people around me don't care so much if i'm right or wrong they care if i agree with them right so because i have this show there's people who watch me who actually care if i'm right or wrong they don't just care if i agree with them i'm held to a higher standard because i'm now doing a show so these aren't just friends these aren't people who like just stigmatize me based on whether or not i agree with them but my family my friends these people will like not want to talk to me or not or think of me differently based on whether or not i agree with them and so thankfully this show is like giving me the ability to you know, pull myself out of just my little bubble in my in-group and allowed me to kind of look outside of it and make decisions from there. And I don't think for most people, not only is that not like necessary, but not, not possible either. Like you aren't, you don't have thousands of people watching you trying to make sure that you get every little thing right. You're not, they don't have, they're, they're not holding you to some standard, um, on a daily basis as to whether or not you're living up to certain expectations. Whereas your family, they have very different expectations. Your friends have very different expectations. And it's mostly like just buy into our in-group, make sure you agree with us, make sure you're Republican, make sure you're Christian, make sure you go to church. There's always going to be these principles that you got to hold on to no matter what. And it's not beneficial to you whatsoever to question those things. It never will be. 
Go ahead, well, David. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask you. How's your family? Have you seen your family? Are you going there for Thanksgiving? I mean, how do they? How, how do they feel about this? Yeah, I see my family all the time. I see all my brothers and sisters, my parents. I see all of them all the time. Just went and played basketball with my dad uh, the other day. Um, yeah, and and I'll see him uh, tomorrow as well. I, I see my family. About, do y'all talk about this? I mean, does he talk to you about it, or does he just you know? Uh, just love you and let you know that he loves you and no matter what he he still loves you type thing yeah we had a bunch of conversations about this early on for the most part when we get together we don't like have a whole lot of time to get into super deep conversations and when we do it's normally just kind of about like what's going on in our lives more than anything else but um but yeah like i'll go to church with them sometimes i still I didn't turn into, I have a whole lot of atheist friends who are all like hardcore Christian haters and they think it's all indoctrination, brainwashing, cults and crap like that. I am not that person. I don't have this hatred for Christianity. Uh, I still have a lot of people that I love who are Christians today. And so I, I hope no ill will towards any of them. Well, that, well, that's great. That's great, man. Maybe you can help some of those. Maybe you're going to end up helping some of those hardcore atheists. Because they are hard to turn, man. That Antichrist spirit is a hardcore deal. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Tom? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, Donald uh, Trump. It's hard, it's hard to turn <laughs> them around, man. Because once they go, once they start saying negative things about God like that, they they don't, you know, they're they're in deep trouble. You know? I don't know, man. There's a David. Even in the Bible, it talks about all these people who. Act like they believe in God, and Jesus says, "I never knew you." That's because they're not. That, that's because they're not born again. So they, all they, this, they all this, spirit. all this talking against God—that's not so such a big deal to God. It is it is to some of us people is who David take Baptist? up for God. Are you Baptist, David? Um, no, I just call myself Christian. You know, I don't. I don't. How are you, you know, raised? I, I did, how was I raised? Yeah. Uh, Baptist and First Assemblies of God, basically Church of God. Like, no, well, not full blown Church of God, but First Assemblies, which I know Tom, Tom knows about that. Mm-hmm. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when you turn back I, to, and when you turn back into a hardcore Christian like you are in today, what, which which churches or whatever was it? Oh, I'll go to I'll go to a Baptist. No, church what what go, which which what who changed you? Back into a hardcore Christian. Uh, the Holy Spirit did. No, I'm, talking, did. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the... Because uh, you adopted something that sounds like everybody else. So who is that? What is that? What group is that? Because he asked you if you're Baptist. No, I'm just Christian. I'm just... <sighs> I follow Christ. I follow Christ. No, who changed you? no domination. Who turned you... Her to, who turned you into a hardcore Christian? I'm curious. He's saying, like, when did you find your faith? What church did you find your faith through? What denomination? Uh, I guess you would say Baptist or First Assembly of God. But I found my faith in my bedroom, man, with my Bible, buddy. <laughs> nice. The Word of God did it. The Word of God. You know, God came and, and hit me, man, like a, you know, and he changed my life at 14 years old. Now, it didn't take long. It was about six months. Are you a Gen X or, or a boomer? I forget, David. I'm on the borderline, 65. Oh, he's 65 years old. No, nice. no, I was born in 65. Oh, okay. I'm 58. I'm 58, a 58 years old, there. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I'm not some kid. And, right. uh, 
but I've never questioned. But you have sort of, of a mama spirit. You're like, oh, does your family still love you anyway? Well, that's because I'm older, buddy, and I ain't got no mama spirit. I told you <laughs> the other day I'll jump on somebody and slap them around if they. That's mama. Woman or that's evil. Kid. That's no, evil, ain't. vicious mama. No, that's I'll take up for what's right, and you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna hit a woman that's what in front of think. me. Oh, yeah, hit so a woman. And, listen to yourself. So you, I'm just telling you the truth. If you cuss in front of a woman, I'll set your butt straight, and I don't care how big you are, okay? So if that's a mama spirit, yeah, you know? That's yeah, like... Don't bring out the bear in me, man. Mama know? bear. Hey, ma- no. <laughs> You're good, man. I got to give you credit for it, you know? Well, I so, appreciate you, David. Thanks for the call, man. A- anything hey, else? No, you have anything to say to him, Tom Foolery? Uh, thanks for calling, David. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate talking with you, and you, you uh, just keep an open heart, man. You're, you keep, keep your spirit and your heart open to Jesus, and everything's going to be, everything's going to work out for you, okay? How's that? Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Nice. Hey, hey, t- take it easy. Hey, All right, thanks David. a lot, Hank. All right, later on, buddy. Bye. Bye. Uh, back to a few Super Chats here before we get, you, you mentioned Trump. We will get to that. Spoiler alert, bought a coffee, saying the Middle East... Oh, I lost my screen. The heck? With the hake. The Middle East, Near East, and North Africa was once a land of white people. Arab, quote-unquote, actually means mixture in Hebrew, pronounced Arab. The word coming from a verb meaning to grow darker, like evening. And the second definition is mixture. So, so uh, spoiler alert, defending his position. Sorry? Uh, spoiler alert, defending his position that the Middle East, Near East, and North Africa was, was once a land of white people, and Arab actually means mixture. Oh, so the Arabs, no, that's uh, definitely incorrect. They were definitely Arabs. Jesus was an Arab right, but, person. Right, but he's talking about way back, way before Jesus. He's talking about Adam and Eve. Yeah, I. so the only way... So let's say that... Um, we believe in some sort of like Pangea that existed before where the earth was like 70% land, 30% water until the flood happened, right? And then the flood happens and it like overweights the earth to where it like tilts on its axis. And now we have, um, now all of a sudden we have seasons all over the earth. The equator is different. And now uh, we, we're going to have different races of people in different on different continents because they're all split up from the flood, right? The the people before during pangea whenever when we had one temperature all the time and it was just always 98 degrees that still they still would have been very dark people it would not have been white people all right uh, well i can't argue his position on his behalf but i th- think that that was a satisfactory answer to his coffee appreciate it spoiler alert uh okay there was another one um, games for Wreck with the probing question on it in a, with a diamond. Is tomfoolery an addict? I say no, he's not. He says he was an addict. He's not. If he says he was, that means he's not an addict. Um, thank you, Games for Wreck. Okay, tomfoolery. Appreciate you hanging, in, hanging through here. Um, you mentioned Trump. Antichrist spirit? You, is that what you called him? I, he, there are a lot of markers on him that would say that he could be the Antichrist, but not necessarily. It, oh, okay. I, 
I don't I don't actually believe in the Antichrist. Right. Obviously, okay. So um, he is hated for being first and foremost a man, mm. a truth teller. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh yeah. That sounds sarcastic. You sound sarcastic. <laughs> well, I, every president has not been hated in the same way that Trump is. Right. Uh, Joe Biden is also a man and is no. not hated in the same way that Trump is. So Biden is no man. Biden is the man. Right, but he's not a man. He, he is, is a man. Oh, I, I don't know if this is more of like masculine. I, he's not into a... like the transgenderism sort of. No, stuff, no, 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 no. I don't believe no. in that really. So I don't. <laughs> All right, you're taking me too literally. Uh, you're taking me in a way that I don't mean. Um, kind of like you take the Bible. Uh, mm. By a man, he's just himself. He's real, genuine, not a phony politician. Biden is one of the quintessential phony politicians. He's a lot more effective at being a phony politician. He's endearing in his phoniness than mo- most of the Republicans. But Trump is just a genuine guy. He's hated for telling the truth. Um, he's mm. just normal. Where And when he stood in... Did you vote for Trump in 2016? No. Oh, really? But you were a conservative back then. No? Or no? I was, yes. I Because I was conservative, I did not vote for Trump. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh but so you were not a manly conservative. You were a, a, a real a conservative, womanly conservative, sort of effeminate in your conservatism. Why? Just a what? What we call a real conservative, not like one of these rhinos who would vote for a populist. It was more like somebody who believed in Republican and conservative ideals, like Christianity. Yeah, Trump is belie- totally believed in Christianity. He um, might believe in it, but he doesn't practice those ideals. He's not very good at uh, being. Uh, a Christian leader. Sure he is. He tells the truth and doesn't back down from it, unlike all these phony Christians who backed, who backed down. Remember Rick well, Santorum? Well, he doesn't tell the truth. He, he, that's the problem. Is he, he continuously does not tell the truth. But he, the, you, can, you can nitpick little things that he may say mm-hmm. that's slightly inaccurate or imprecise, he I suppose. He backed off that pretty quick. No, no, no. I'm not backing off of that, but he tells the truth big time. He's hated for time. telling the truth. Big league. Yeah, I don't think that's why people hate him. Pretty, oh yes, it sure is. That's not it. Did you, you see might, the overreaction? Right. Did you see the overreaction in t- June of 2015 when he said, "There, uh, Mexico is not sending their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists, and some I assume are good people. We need to build a wall. If we don't have borders, mm-hmm. we don't have a country." That's the plain truth that we hadn't heard since um, since Congressman Steve King. And no other Republican was talking about that major, major issue that the people. Steve King wanted. was still around at the time. I don't. What do you mean? Since Steve King, he Congressman was still, Steve. I know, but Steve King is the only other pers- politician in office who was, who was telling racist. that kind of truth. Yeah, I mean, look, they they did seem to. It's part of politics. People take things that other people say out of context. They like to clip them. Obviously, lots of people do this with Biden pretty consistently as well. It's just part of the game. I don't think that they hate him because he's a man or because he's telling the truth. It's just that he's saying things that uh, disagrees with their worldview, and so they're obviously going to do their best to make him look bad. Because their worldview is a lie, and his worldview is the truth. Well, I don't think so. Yes, it is. Look, look, here's another example. 2017, the Charlottesville uh, riot 
that was allowed to happen, where Antifa and Black Lives Matter attacked the whites who were protesting the tearing down of uh, Robert E. Lee's statue. And the police didn't stand in the way, and the politicians kind of let the antagonizers attack the whites, and the whites fought back in some cases. There was a car that drove into a, a crowd, and a young woman died. Mm-hmm. Trump told the truth about that situation, that there was violence on many sides. And with this uh, tearing down of these monuments, there are very, he was very gracious. He said there are very well, fine people time? on both sides. He gave three different speeches, and all three of them disagreed with the last one. Every so. single time he told the truth. There was no contradiction. It might have been a paradox, but there was no contradiction. A paradox and no <laughs> contradiction. Yeah, a paradox looks like it contradicts. So if you're one of those shallow people, oh, he's contradicting himself. But he, he never contradicted himself. He stood on, he stood on the truth. He so said, what about one, the alt-left? That these are bad people, that they should be condemned across the board, that like everybody should... He didn't say across should, the board. Uh, he did. No, he, he, said the, he, he said the white nationalists and white supremacists, which I disagree with him a little bit on that. But, but You're talking about right before he said the uh, good people on both sides quote. But again, he had three different statements. So first he gave one statement. Violence on many he, sides. That was his first where statement. Where he kind of, uh, yeah, where he kind of like, yeah, just uh, didn't really like condemn much of anybody then the second statement he just talked about the white nationalists the richard spencers you know the alt-right guys and kind of condemned them across the board and just left it at that and then the third time he came back with the you know good people on both sides statement right the not one of those was a contradiction and yeah, those I, were I, all the plain truth except for i mean he might have been a little overboard in condemning this racism thing because it's a it's a hang-up that modern America has, this anti-racism phoniness. But he so was you, you above any other politician, then? above any other media outlet, he told the, a balanced truth of what happened. With the well, alt, so why do you like racism? With the racism? alt-left. With the alt-left. He's like, what about the alt-left? Did you hear any, poli- did you hear any um, mainstream media admit that uh, the by and large it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter attacking at Charlottesville. Yes, that yeah, sure. Most of the violence. I don't. Once somebody's like murdered, I don't think anybody cares much about like little scuffles between high. Is that a kids. is that a yes or a no? You heard the mainstream media admit that the violence was primarily coming from the the left. I, again, I don't know that that's actually even true. I, I but so you didn't really you, was, you weren't really familiar with the situation at all. Then no, I'm very familiar. No, with you're the not. Situation. Yeah, you don't know I, that I'm, the you don't know that the leftists were the ones attacking. I the, hold on. So the left, there's actual video footage of them all standing there screaming and yelling, and a bunch of people on a stream saying, "Let's go get them now," and they all just turn and start running towards them and fighting them. The, like we have footage of this, we see this, so we can't say. I wouldn't even say that it was them who were starting this, because obviously Antifa and them are there, like trying to provoke them. So I would never say it's one side or the other. I know that. So you uh, don't know what a happened. A lot of people then. have. So you didn't listen to like, the. Did you look responsibility into the, these days? You didn't look into the independent journalists being drained out of the country. But I would say that both sides are responsible for their own actions. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But you didn't, so you didn't actually see or hear what happened from the independent journalists like Ford Fisher. 
of I watched news the to streams. share. I saw it. So you didn't, but you didn't, you didn't really actually know what happened. You're like playing dumb on this, the, that the violence was primarily from well, no, the left. No, I, I know what happened. Oh, okay. If you just didn't see the live streams, that's all right. I can explain what happened. No, no, you, you, don't, you, can, play, you can continue to play dumb. So Trump told the truth <laughs> on that. He told the truth on, uh, he's told the truth by and large on pretty much everything. And he's back, he has not backed down on those major, ish, major uh, things that have gone down. He's been, yeah, the, maybe, he's, been uh, the pho- he's been the sole non-phony politician. Yeah, my issues so much aren't uh, with the fact that Trump lies all the time. It's more so. Uh, I, actually, I would say that probably is the biggest because you're just issue, you're just spouting you're just claiming that he's lying and lying probably probably well I mean no we can go to like uh, all of the name like the that he's name, in right name now one or two and, like major lies of him that really crack got your craw got in your craw um let's see the I, I, I the more recent ones, the ones that are like literal crimes are probably the biggest ones. So like the the stuff with Ukraine um, where he was uh, like trying to use uh, congressional aid to uh, blackmail or to no, I guess not blackmail, but to use as a uh, as a bargaining chip to get them to investigate Biden. And then pretended that wasn't what he was doing and that it wasn't a one for the other and acted like that wasn't what happened on the call at all. Um, that that would be one. That's your that's one of your one. that was one of your big hang ups, huh? I, yeah. Generally breaking the law and doing. But you said that you don't really care about him ones. lying all the time. According well, to so you. I, I took that back as soon as I said it, it was that this probably is the biggest issues. Yeah. Oh, lies. OK. But you maybe committing you crimes are the bigger issue. What's well, a committing crimes is probably the biggest issue, and then lies are part of committing the crimes. Let's put it oh, that Lord. way. Man, what a mess. Okay, I have some calls to get to. Oh, um, you didn't want to get into that? Okay. No, because I don't care about the Ukraine thing. That's phoniness. You don't care about guys committing crimes? Again, I hold men responsible. Like I really want our men to stop being so weak. I want them to be more masculine. I want them to be held accountable. And I think the first thing we got to do is really just like make sure that they are doing the right thing. And if they're doing the wrong thing, then we call them out for it and we make sure that they're uh, that they're pressed on it. And I guess not everybody like really cares that much about men being masculine and doing the right thing. And that's fine. It's just part of my values personally. Well, that's cute. Let's get to Manuel in California on the line. Manuel, go ahead. Hey, Tom, I got a question for you. What's up, man? So when the whole Biden thing and the, the Ukraine prosecutor and they held withheld billions of dollars, was that the same as Trump did or is that different? Seems to be different. So what Trump did How's was by different? himself. So what Trump did was by himself. He didn't have any congressional backing. He wasn't working with anybody, whereas Biden was there on behalf of the what was it? The um, was it the uh, I forget uh, International Monetary Fund. Yeah, the IMF. He was there on behalf of the IMF and the EU. And he was he was uh, bargaining with their money. Um, as well as congressional funds uh, that were all like agreed upon. This is like a multinational uh, uh, project that they all agreed on. So he got the prosecutor fired, though, right? 
Yeah. There, there were and investigations. They're saying Trump tried getting him to reinvestigate it, right? Reinvestigate. What? And that's your problem. That the he, Biden, had, that he had him the Biden corruption, it? the alleged Biden corruption. No, they wait. They they were already investigating it. They had they they convicted the Burisma, um, and they were found they were found guilty from what from what I remember. So what, they were charged. Would you read that? All over the place. They 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 were the, so the new no, prosecutor like that they brought in. So sh- something like that. What page did you read that Burisma was convicted already? I'm sorry, I can barely hear you. I, you're asking where, where did where, I read? Yeah, where'd you read that Burisma was convicted? He he asked. Literally everywhere that I've read about this, they're they're I, even in the congressional um, um, investigation, they talk about this. They, but Shokin Which was removed thing? as prosecutor. And then when Shokin was removed, a new prosecutor came in and investigated Burisma and still ended up charging them. Manuel, I appreciate it, man. It sounds like he's explaining away the Biden situation and uh, and hounding oh, Trump. It's like, yeah, I know. Sorry it's, for it's explaining one things, way guys. for the other and not for the same the other way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks, Hank. All right, appreciate you, John in Kentucky. I mean, I, what, go ahead, go ahead. Follow up. I just I would I would love to. Uh, you guys keep doing this where like you ask me a question, I give like very like detailed answers on why I know what I'm talking about, right. but I don't get responses for what you guys are going to still say you disagree. It just seems like a whole lot of cope where like you could tell me like, well, actually, this is what really happened. Here's the details. Here's what you're missing. Here's why it doesn't make sense. Like I, that would be awesome. Oh, well, I just see this, these piddly details about the Ukraine thing. I didn't follow it. I don't care about it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, but I appreciate it. I, I understand your, uh, your beef there with that. John in Kentucky's on the line here. Kentucky John, you're live with Tom Foolery and Hake. Hey, Tom. Tom, man, that's just how they operate, man. They're going to always do that to you. But, look, I want to tell you what Trump <laughs> lied about. He lied about the 2020 election. He said it was Of corrupt. course, I disavowed the 2020 election lies. That was sure the big lie. Do. For the sake of my sure, time. you do. Well, this is part of the, the lawsuit as well that I was talking about. Yeah, it's the, right. all the stuff that he's being charged for, like racketeering in in Georgia, my here where I live in Fulton County. Racket racketeering. Well, that was related to the election shenanigans, right? Yep. Okay. So that was a that was his big lie, huh, John in Kentucky? He lied about Georgia too. He said he won Georgia. He said that they were letting uh, inmates vote. He said that uh, Pence had the power to. Uh, Take away Biden's electoral votes, which that ain't true. So he just he was just he had he was just dragging along his followers and and whatever he said, they just ate it up. Is that is that fair, Tom Fleury? Do you says. think do you think that Trump believes what he's saying about the election stuff? There is some conflicting information there. I, I I'm not sure. The only reason that I would have to believe that he doesn't believe this is the fact that after the election, he had a meeting with his strategy team and asked them why they lost. And they all went through all of the strategies of where they didn't uh, campaign, the uh, you know the different states that they lost, the different areas where they could have done more, um, places where they could have put out more ads, different stuff like that. And that was the end of it. They didn't okay. talk about fraud. They didn't talk about you know anybody stealing anything. When it came to the real people who were actually in charge of making sure that he won, he didn't go tell them, hey, you guys got robbed on this one or anything like that. They just talked about why they lost on a more pragmatic basis. And then after that, he started going on about the the election fraud. So, John, you agree with this liberal too? Edomite. Hey, hey I got I to gotta answer that, too. Go ahead. Um, 
I don't think Trump believes everything he says when it came to that election being stolen and everything. I think he just knows he has followers that are die-hard die hard followers, and they believe any and everything he says, man. He has the craziest, wackiest, I don't want to say stupid, but, okay. man, Looney, t- Looney Tune followers there are. And QAnon is that is that group that supports him, that they believe any and everything he says. Have you talked with a QAnon person? Yeah, you Oh, I'm not a QAnon person. I don't even know about yeah, this. Yeah, right. Stuff. I appreciate it, John, yeah, Kentucky. Right. I got to keep it moving. Take care, man. Great call. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Um, I got one more call, Tom Foolery, here before we wrap up stuff. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Jesse in uh, Los Angeles is on the line. You're live with Tom Foolery and Hake. Go ahead. Hey, Tom. How's it going, man? All is well. Tom, do you love white people? I, I do love white people, yes. They said that in a couple of years there will be uh, fewer white people in this country than <clears throat> people of color. Do you think we should be having more white babies? Uh, yeah, we, sh- we should definitely be having more white babies. We should be having and more wh- babies of all races. How about white babies? Yeah, white babies too, yeah. No, how about white babies? Yes, white babies. We should be having more white babies. And last but not least, do you? Uh, what's wrong with the black? What's wrong with the blacks? Yeah, what's wrong with the blacks? I don't know. They got some people uh, who aren't really uh, helpful to their movement, uh, who don't really speak for black people, kind of speak against black people, take white people's sides over and over. That's one small problem with some black people. But why do the most of the blacks, why they're so weak, they blame the white man for everything. They want affirmative action. They want to lower the SAT scores. They became uh, air traffic controller because of their color, not because they were qualified. And they don't have sense enough to give good service. What's wrong with most blacks that they're like that? I don't know that most black people are like that. I think that there's a small group of radical black people who are like that. I think there's more radical white people who are like that than anybody else. It's a bunch of the SJWs who push this stuff for black people and about black people. But it doesn't seem as though black people at large agree with that sort of sentiment. If you don't, if if most black people are not like that, why do they agree with it? You don't hear them disagreeing and they're violent. Why do they attack white people and steal merchandises and things like that? They call them smash and grab. Why are they so violent? I would probably because they don't have fathers in the household. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree with that. So why uh, why isn't there a push to get the father back? Because the mothers have screwed them up. Why are they pushing to get the father back in the home rather than telling black people it's somebody else's fault? Fathers have the ability to be in the home. They're just not taking care of their responsibilities. We need to hold them accountable no, more and them, try to get them back in the house. Free. I got a brother, but I knew I got to go. They give women free welfare. They, they put them in leadership role, and so the black woman feels like she doesn't even need the black man. Do you believe that women were created to lead or to follow? I Neither. They weren't created to lead or follow? Yeah, no. They were just created to have babies. I mean, they yeah, that's one thing for sure. Yeah, so the only thing they're created for is to have babies, cook and clean, right? 
I mean, those are some things that they were created for, not the only things, but yeah, what if, that as well. What else were they created for? I got 20 okay. seconds. Uh, what they else were created, they created for if that's not it? Uh, uh, working, uh, taking care of kids, uh, you know, providing, uh, you know, the, all the same things as men were created for generally as well. No, that's not true, Tom. Thank you, no, Tom. I know we're out of time. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks you, Jesse calling. in Los Angeles. Take care, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Tom Foolery show on YouTube. I want to read a, f- a last few super chats. I have callers who want to get to you, Tom. Rick in Hampton, Virginia wanted to ask about your experience around blacks, which would be an interesting call. But I can't get to you, uh, Rick in Hampton and Jennifer and the rest of the callers. Um, Someone bought a coffee. This whole hang-up about not sinning boils down to the definition of sin. I think most people see sin as anything that God wouldn't approve of. Colloquially, it would be things like smoking, drinking, cussing, violence, etc. Seems like Jesse and Hake have a different definition of sin, and he wants to know mine. I don't have time to answer that. Thank you, said, what the, I liked, what the hake, someone bought a coffee. I'm so confused by Tom Fuller. He doesn't believe in God, but he supports Christian conservative politicians? No, that was before he, he left Christianity, man. Tom, do you believe in good and evil? And if so, where does it come from and why do you believe in it? What is the physical proof of it? I don't have time to let Tom answer that question, man. I got Tom, my own channel. I got my own chat. Yeah. Was, I'm streaming all day. Y'all, will you come, come back? On, me will here. you come back on my show? I have. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, there's I'm all this open. interest at the end of the show. So crazy. Yeah. Spoiler alert has something to say about Charlottesville. Man, I'm going to have to read that another time. Tom Foolery, I appreciate you, man. Uh, take care. Tell the people once again how to find you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Great show. I wish everybody wasn't so scared of me and they would have called in earlier. But maybe next time (laughs) you guys can, uh, you know, be men and engage with a real man over here. I, uh, yes, I'm streaming over on YouTube.com slash Tomfoolery show streaming all day. Got a bunch more debates coming up as well. So cool, man. Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, take care. Wish you well. Thanks. Guys, this has been the Hake Report. It is Frog Eyes Friday. Adios, America. Catch the fallen state at noon Pacific and uh, American Anchor, baby. And then church with Jesse Lee Peterson. So good. Bye. (laughs) What's California with them streams and the Canadian band. Oh, man.
You hear the backing vocals? So nice. brings a woman over to his house. <laughs> a latex ice age. Frog eyes. The Golden River. 2003, I think. Man, spoiler alert. I gotta read that. Monday. Hopefully catch you guys Monday. Adios, America. Bye.